Hello, friends! Have you ever come home after a hard day of work or on the road and said, I could really use a drink, but I'm not feeling beer or booze? Well, have we got your answer? Naughty Soda! Naughty Soda is a hard soda with an ABV of 5%. It's all natural and gluten-free. We make it with natural fruit juices, natural spices, and sweeten them with agave nectar. 100% natural, hard soda. ABV, 5%. Naughty Soda! Coming soon to you. I hope people, it's time for another Achieving Reality, the podcast. This week, Chris and I talk Days of the Dead, which feels like it was like six months ago, even though it was just a little bit ago. We review vanilla rum given to me by Dave Sheets from Puerto Rico. I look at some ink blocks to tell if I'm a psychopath or not. And apparently we talk about baboons. So... Yeah, all right. Uh, sit back, relax, enjoy. Grab a naughty soda, which will be available soon. And, uh, yeah, stuff and things. See you at the end. Hmm. Hold on. Write this down. <sighs> Gotta wait on you. Just making sure we get all our information. Whatever. <laughs> Alright, go. So, what did we do two weeks ago? So what did we do the other day? <laughs> I think you're referring to the Days of the Dead Atlanta. Yes, that is exactly what 2016. I'm referring to. 2016. 2016, yes. That's exactly what I'm referring to. Referring to. Shame Marissa's not here. She could talk about her experience. By waking up sick and feeling like she's going to hurl all day. Oh, yeah, that covers it. <laughs> and then showing up at the thing going, I feel much better now. <laughs> Sorry, Elvira. <laughs> Sorry, ma'am. I didn't mean to throw up on you this time. This time. <laughs> she looks at her evilly. It's Elvira. No, no, Marissa. Oh. <laughs> looks at Elvira evilly. Oh. I don't know if Marisa, Marisa, time. I don't know if Marissa could pull off an evil look. Well, she does, just not when you're looking. Oh, it's when you're like over there and she's looking at you, <laughs> it's an evil look. Well, I, I'd like to see it then. You can't because she's looking at you when you're not looking. Well, you need to take a picture next time. Oh, okay. And then I'll look at me. That's not evil. You look at it and go. Hot <laughs> lock yourself in a banana room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much in the banana room on the way of safety, anyways. It's a lot of edged weapons, small figurines, books. What'd you do? I hit her with my Kylo Ren. <laughs> I don't have a Kylo Ren. Well, then now's the time to do it. You can get a mint in box now. Why do I want to get one? Well, that way, when episode 12 comes out, you can sell it on eBay. <laughs> Why do I gotta wait that long? Then it'll, be worth, then it'll be worth something. Ah, ah. Not like they didn't mass market the thing and produce like 50 million of them. So, this, uh, I want to get a, a Ray. Because there are, there's like none of her. In fact, there are none of her. Because they market those things towards boys. Mm-hmm. I'd still buy a Ray, though. It's like the Princess Leah's. Yeah, exactly. There's plenty of those. 
There's a lot of them, but there was plenty of them. So, <clears throat> we saw a bunch of people. We never got to see Tobin Bell. I got. I saw him. Well, we saw him, yeah. I didn't read him. Yeah. Uh, He's behind a curtain. I didn't have $40 for his fucking, autograph. I fucking Wizard of Oz. Don't look back behind the curtain! Pretty much. No one gets in here. No way, no how. So, uh. <laughs> no one can get to see the wizard! So. <laughs> okay, I gotta stop. <laughs> I had another one coming. I was like, no, 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 no. So, uh, we saw, um, Bill Mar. No, and not Paxton. Bill, and not Bill Mummy either, because that would not be right. Paxton. Not Bill Paxton. Otis, from, or, or. Oh, you mean Mosley. Bill Mosley, thank you. And and do you want to do this chronologically as we saw him, or do you want to... Well, I can't remember the first guy's name that I saw. Well, the well, first person we saw was, well, Jason. No. <laughs> Jason Palmer. Oh, yeah, no, that was the first person you saw. First person I saw was Sid Haig. I saw Sid Haig. Yeah, but I saw him before you did. Because I was already standing Only in line. Only because of the speed of light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was standing in line for him. And then I went and saw Bill Mosley. And then uh, then finally, uh, Kane Hodder decided to show up and Sid Hang gave him shit for it. And then he screamed out uh, Crystal and scared the living hell out of everybody. So everybody got real quiet. Which uh, was kind of funny. Which was kind of funny. I don't know what Crystal was supposed to be doing or what she was supposed to have done, but she didn't do it, so. Well, she's the, he's, she's his handler, I guess. And then I got in line for him. That's why I was out of hand. That's, yes, there you go, very funny, ah. Then I got, then I, then I got in line for him, and uh, then Jason Palmer came by and videotaped your eyeball. Uh, on, we'll on, provide a link to that video if we ever see what becomes of it. On a GoPro, and he got me uh, standing in line for Jason. Kane Hunter. Kane Hunter. And then when I got up to Kane, I, I have his book, Unmasked, which is very good. And if you haven't read it, you really should, because it tells you about his life. And, and you did a review of that already. I did do a review about that. and uh, But you haven't done any book reviews lately, so... No, because I haven't had time to really read anything lately. Uh, trying to start a business. And, right, uh, tell us about it. I already did. So we saw him, and uh, he. I talked to him for a minute about his book. I've, what? Let's let's do this right. First off, we saw Sid Haig. Yes. Who works his own table? Yes. No does. handler. No handler. Swipes your card for you. Yep. Uses your change if you pay in cash. Yep. Was there? I didn't ever see him take a break. He was Marissa there. and I did. He had, he had, like three days into the, con- the he, con. He, he walked he had walked off and he saw a uh, some kind of stuffed bear it looked like one of the Grateful Dead bears and he posed with a fur picture with that and then he went off to go eat lunch or whatever uh, but he was there for a good four hours before he even took a break so it's not it's not bad since everybody else is like taking breaks after like two and I got got a picture of you with said hey. Making change. No, he, yeah, yeah, he was making. No, he was signing my picture at the time. Okay. And then we went four feet to Bill Mosley's table to the left. Well, it depends on how you're looking, looking at it. And he was seemed to be enjoying himself. Yeah, he was enjoying himself. 
And then we got a picture of me with Mosley. Doing some verbal sparring with Sid Haig. Yes. Uh, uh, which is always funny. Oh, and uh, for the people who produced the uh, <coughs> Night of the Living Dead animated feature, Bill Mosley and Tony Todd have not gotten their copies yet. You all be so kind as to uh, let them see it. Yeah. They were both very disappointed that they hadn't got a chance to see it yet. Even Tony Todd hadn't seen it yet? Nope. Mm, that's not good. So we were in line with Bill Mosley, and uh, I got him to sign a couple of things. The, uh, the, uh, DVD. House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, which Sid Haig also signed. Just the paper, not the DVD. Uh, and then like we, you do. And he posed for you with a picture. And then he posed for you with a picture. Fingers. He made growly fingers, which I didn't understand, but whatever. Uh, he's a horror icon. Yes, I, I understand, but he's... You want to do jazz hands? <laughs> that would have been scarier, actually. <laughs> Bill Mosley staying behind you going, <laughs> that would have been pretty creepy. Uh, but uh, uh, then uh, Kane Hodder shows up and uh, screams for Crystal and Sid Haig goes, oh, it shows up late. Now he's yelling for people. And uh, and uh, Kane told him to sh- shut up, old man, because he was probably the oldest one of the group. And yeah, one of the only people he can yell that at. Yeah, true. Because he's got some miles on him too, but... Oh, Kane? Yeah. He just turned 60. Not too bad. No. And he's joking with the people around him. He's joking with uh, Bill Mosley, and and uh, they're yelling back and forth. And he said that uh, Bill had apparently walked off. And he said something about Bill being incontinent and having to go poop all the time, uh, which was very humorous. I, I, I laughed. Which I hope was a joke. <laughs> and not so, giving away some sort of so, dirty so, secret. So do I. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and now I have pictures of Bill Mosley in my head having to poop every five minutes. So thanks, Chris. Oh, thank me. Uh, and uh, so... <laughs> Um, I get up there and there's a person that they're FaceTiming with or something, someone behind me, and he keeps hearing sounds and stuff from that. So he's getting, he's getting upset about the sounds. He's like, who is that? What is that? Who's laughing? And it's, it's terrifying and funny at the same time, because when you're built like him and he's the most prolific, uh, horror murderer on movies. And he has the word kill tattooed on the inside of his lower lip. You kind of have to worry. You never know. Especially even after you've read his book. Then you gotta go, hmm. (laughs) He might snap and beat someone. I'm surprised Chris didn't pay him $20 to punch me in the chest and then film it. Other than the fact that Chris didn't have $20. (laughs) Well, not in cash. Not in cash. Then we get up there and I'm talking about my book. Or his book, not my book. And uh, it's a hardback, and he signs it, and he goes, what's your name? And I tell him my name, and he screams out, Larry! Which promptly scares everybody, including myself, in the room, and it gets real quiet again. Yeah, you had a very distraught look on your face. I did. I thought he was going to jump up and punch me in the chest, honestly. We'd been joking about it for so long, I thought this was the moment and Chris wasn't ready. That's okay, Jason would have been, because he was there for it. 
That's why Jason was there. I paid him 20 bucks. I come over there and watch. You watch Jason punch, punch me in the chest? Yes. Jason, you got to watch Jason punch Larry in the chest. I'm there. So, uh, <laughs> so he does that, which is a bit from... Impractical Jokers. Thank you. So he then goes and starts quizzing me on the Impractical Jokers. And I'm like, I have no idea. Because I don't watch the show. Well, he, first thing he asked was, what's that from? Yes. And I tried to give you the answer. But you, you never listen, so... Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Chris... Answer for you. Chris answered for me. Not like Jeff Dunham. <laughs> now you're saying I'm a dummy? Just didn't have my hand up your ass. <laughs> Klaus wasn't there. So, uh... Thanks. So, uh... You know... He said, what's that from? So he, he says, what's that from? Jokers. And he screams my name again. Which... Continues to have, keep me terrified and wondering if I'm going to get a punch in the chest. And then he says, who says it? He yes. Says, answers Joe Gatto. Right. And he proceeds to tell us that... He's good once, friends with them. Well, once their show got picked up and they got a little bit of momentum going, one of the first things they did was contact him. Because one of them is a big horror fan. Yep. Did you know which one? I, I said Q. And he's like, right again. So he was apparently having fun playing Alex Trebek there. Yes, he was playing Alex Trebek, but we weren't making does. any money off of it. So that was horrifying, but he signs my book, and uh, he hands it back to me. He says, this is on me. He goes, thanks for reading my book. I was like, seriously? He's like, yeah. And then he, we got a picture. That's because we answered the three questions right. Well, that's Chris's idea. Considering he just told me because you've read my book. Well... Please pray for me. Yes. Can I, can I, can I get on the podcast to tell what kind of experience you just encountered? Well, well right now, yeah, you, you have to wait. We're on the uh, Days of the Dead right now. Holy cow, sorry. You have to wait till next week. <laughs> okay, next week. Oh my gosh. My adventure with Pat at Lowe's and Home Depot. Okay, well, we're on Days of the Dead. <laughs> hold it. Hold right, it. I gotta like, go now. I hold go hold now. it like oh. you gotta pee. And we're in a plane. Oh my goodness. A little puddle jumper. Doesn't no, have bathrooms. Oh, <laughs> Most planes have bathrooms these days. Days um, of the day, day of the dead, right? Yeah, days of the dead. We're talking about how how uh, how Howard Kane, uh, how Kane Hodder scared the hell out of me, and I got him to sign the book and he gave it to me for nothing. Which is really cool. Yeah, actually. which was really cool. Uh, so uh, so then we went and hung out at Jason Palmer's booth for a little while, which is where the horror pack guy is with. Diego and Chris Etheridge. I can't remember Diego's last name. Sorry. I got the McDiego. Yeah. Hi, Diego. So now I know both the people behind. Chris Etheridge, tell Diego we said hey. So we did that, and we walked around and um, visited the booths and visited 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 the booths. Got some nifty T-shirts from Atomic Cotton. Yeah. uh, Chris got some really neat T-shirts. He's wearing one right now. Uh, Like Scatman Crothers T-shirt. Yep. And says, "How'd you like some ice cream, Doc?" From The Shining, which I got from the I got the DVD from the horror bot, the horror pack, yeah, with the carpet pattern. Yes, with the carpet pattern, because <clears throat> Chris likes to eat carpet, <laughs> and especially uh, <laughs> on ice cream. Especially on ice cream, I love that fuzzy, creamy flavor. Actually, I usually put the ice cream on the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> Not the carpet. So then 
We took a break. A lot of the same vendors from last year were there. Yeah, a lot of well, a lot of them were local too. A lot of newer vendors. There were some vendors that weren't there, but we yeah. talk about them because they weren't there. Yeah, yeah, well, there you go. Then Marissa showed up. Yeah, oh, it was her first one. That's my first one. So y- y'all got in line. We got in line for, for Billy D. Billy D. Williams, but we were actually in line. F- the line that we were for, in was for, for Cassandra Peterson. No, it was for Elvira. Saturday. Not music, yeah. Elvira, yeah. Uh, and then we we're like, wait, no, this isn't right. So I walked across the hall. The guy stopped me. He goes, he goes oh, you can't come in here with your... Oh, never mind. Because I was carrying a big Lando Calrissian dressed as the skiff guard. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, oh, never mind. And I walked in there and uh, I got stopped by the handler uh, who then proceeded to question me and take $50 <clears throat> from me for Billy D. Williams to ignore my presence, sign a thing, say, hey, how you doing? And uh, that's it. But his son. But his son, who his... looks and sounds pretty much just like him, is right next door to him. Corey D. Williams. Yeah. That's the name, yeah. Well, that was cool. I didn't have him sign anything. No, we didn't. And then he was. And also then next Jeremy to, Bullock was also next, next to him. Jeremy Bullock, yeah. Yeah, he was. He was. It seems like he was having fun. Yeah, he was out and about, walking around his booth and signing shit for people and getting pictures. And he didn't give a damn. He was just like, "I'm happy to be alive," and still relevant. So, you know. So while you were in line for Elvira, ironically. Yeah. I was inside next to Elvira's table. Talking to Tony Todd, yeah, who we had him sign a get, get well, well card, card for Linda because mm-hmm. her knee her knee was bothering her that day. I gather her knee is better it. now, right? Mm-hmm. That's good. Thanks to Tony Todd, <laughs> he wrote a nice little message. And he signed. did. It was a nice little message. Yeah, I saw mm-hmm. the message. It was nice. And, uh, suggested that she try water therapy. Well, he said he'd been having trouble with his knee and he couldn't go for surgery because he was in the middle of shooting something. So he said that's what he had been doing. Oh, thank you, thank that, you, Mr. Tony Todd. That's actually pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, it's, and then he expressed disappointment at the people who made the animated Night of the Living Dead for not showing it to him. Yeah, yeah. if you're listening uh, you again, to, you need to show him the movie and Bill Mosley and Bill Mosley. So uh, there was that, and then we got we lost Chris because he left the room. Well, I still can't figure out the timing because you weren't was, at you was, weren't at his booth when we walked in. Well, the thing was, but you saw Taylor Maine. Yeah. But he wasn't there when I was at Tony Todd's booth. We walked around once. I stopped Taylor Maine. Uh, I got him to sign my, uh, I think it was either the House of a Thousand Corpses or the other one. He was in one of those, too. I had him, I got him to sign that. We talked to him for a few minutes, for a minute or two. And I thanked him very much. And we walked off. And we went into the other room thinking you were in the other room, but you weren't. You were apparently wandering around that one room looking for us. Then we came back and we found you in, did we find you in the main room or the secondary room? Just the secondary room. And I went and looked at Billy D. Williams (laughs) and looked at Jeremy Bullock and I looked at Elvira and I looked at Ted Raimi. And I looked at a bunch of people I didn't know who they were. Most of them. Oh no, we, we saw China, she was in that room. She looks China amazing, by the yeah. way. She's, look, look she's really head. slimmed down. She doesn't have all that muscle anymore. She's slimmed down. She does look really good now. And looked at Heather Langenkamp. Oh, yeah. Oh! Who had a... When she first got there, had... A ridiculous line. And then the rest of the time, zero line. Like, everybody who wanted to see Heather Langenkamp showed up at one time. Yep. It was really weird. 
Because I was telling Marissa, I was like, maybe I should get her signature. And I'm like, that was the one that was the Friday. The, Friday. I mean, the Nightmare on Elm Street that was right there at the door. Because they're looking in from inside. She was on the right. Okay. And I was like, maybe I'll go back to get it. And I was like, but I don't have it. I don't have the. I don't have any movies because all his were on DVD. I mean, on VHS, and I gave that away. So. That's what I was kind of realizing when I was there was that I get just as much pleasure out of just hanging out near them because you don't actually get a chance to converse with them. Like, like Ted Raimi's well, there. If they, don't, if they don't have a big line, you do. Like Ted Raimi's there, which is cool <clears throat> to see Ted Raimi. But unless I'm actually going to get a chance to talk to him about a bunch of cool stuff, it's, it's like, hi, how you doing? I like your movies. Oh, great, great. Thanks for being a fan. Oh, yeah, thanks. See ya. Well, that's only if they have a big line. Like... Towards the end there, uh, you could have sat with Heather Langenkamp, probably pulled up a chair and sat down because there was nobody there. Same with... Uh, she's, oh, she's probably been a little creeped out. <laughs> Maybe. No, she's no, she wouldn't be. She, had, she was dealing with Freddy. But... Uh, she had a handler, too, that was pretty... Like, it's pretty aggressive. But then um, all four times Marissa and I have, have dealt with Cassandra Peterson slash Elvira, she's... Even when she had a line, she she makes sure she spends time to talk with you. She she wants to talk well, you to can, her fans. You can talk to them, but it's usually just very. Well, brief. no. When she was talking with, uh, she spent twenty minutes with uh, John Schneider when, at uh, the last Dragon Con we went to. She spent twenty minutes talking to John Schneider. Hmm, cool. I was like, where the hell did she go? I'm like walking the con. She disappeared. John Schneider walked off with your wife. Yeah. And I come by, I'm like, where have you been? She's like, oh, I was just shooting the shit with John Schneider. And I looked at my watch, I'm like, on my phone, I don't wear a watch. I was like, you've been shooting the breeze with him for 20 minutes? She's like, oh, yeah, it's great. He's so nice. So, I mean, yeah, there are times you can do that. I mean, when they're slow, you come by, you can just shoot the breeze. You don't have to get, you know, something signed. You know, you start it off with, you know, I really like your shit. And then you go, hey, uh... Are you thinking about doing blah? And then you can go into something else. She spent an, a half an hour talking with the... Oh, crap. What the hell's her name? Aaron... Gray. Yeah, Aaron Gray. Spent a half an hour talking Tai Chi with Aaron Gray. I can't talk Tai Chi with Aaron Gray. You can't talk Tai Chi with anybody. You don't know much about it. What's that slow thing, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen David Carradine do it. Yeah, yeah. Look where that got him. He had a, he had a video. Yeah, he did. A couple of them. Did you use that video? No. So there you go, you know, you, you can, but it's rare, I guess, for the most part. I mean, I could have talked to the... Because there were a lot of people there. and A lot. A lot for them. Well, for the, for the venue. Yeah. It was pretty crowded. Yeah. Oddly enough, that secondary room where Taylor Main was and Billy yeah, Williams... smaller one. ...seemed more crowded last year. I think they had more people in there. It's because they also had all the Cenobites last year. Mm-hmm. And everybody wanted to saying. meet all the Cenobites. That's what I was saying. They had more people there. Yeah. I, I mean, more I, people to meet there. I hate to say it. I don't think there's a lot of people wanting to meet China. Well, it's a horror convention. Yeah. So, like, Billy D. Williams being there. Meh. I mean, I took the I took the advantage. But, I mean, come on. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it is called the Days of the Dead, not the Days of the, you know, Dead in Space. Dead in Space. Well, Billy Williams had been in a few horror movies as well. It'd be a little different, right? I'm sure you know you get the opportunity to have Billy D. Williams there. You don't pass it up if you're exactly. a promoter, but which is why I stopped and got his autograph for fifty-two dollars. 
But it was a lot. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's a smaller. I told Larry, it's almost for me. It was like a smaller Dragon Con because it was. Yeah, it's like a tenth of the size. I know what I'm saying, but because it was one hotel, it was pretty cool. But the one thing though I did notice about this one is that I found that the, um, I guess the characters that play in horror movies, are, I think, are a little bit more genuine and very appreciative of the fans than some of the other actors or actresses. If you go to like Dragon Con for some reason. Well, I think it's because the horror movies don't necessarily have a big crossover audience. You're either a horror fan or you're not. Well, I think it's also the size of the convention too. I mean, you get a movie like Poltergeist. Yeah. It has a big crossover thing, but it's not strictly a horror movie. Yeah. Supernatural thriller or whatever you want to call it. But for like Friday the 13th, you either watch those kind of movies or you don't watch those kind of movies. Yeah, you're either watching the slasher flick or not. It's not a little crossover genre or sci-fi like everybody goes to see Star Wars yeah or Star Trek or Alien or something like that horror is just a different thing I mean because I think it's you a said different bird. No, it's, I think... I mean, it's like musicals mm-hmm. you, either you like musicals or you don't like musicals yeah there's not like a whole lot of people like yeah I don't really like musicals but that one was really good yeah you're not going to be like oh I hate musicals but I'm going to see Cats well unless you're a furry mm-hmm. Okay. Then you should have been let in anyway. Yeah, they might have. They might have thought you were part of the the, the, the scenery. One of the actors. This is not cats and a fox. This is cats. You. <laughs> Who let the bear in? Cats can't play Atlanta without the bears getting in. <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of cool. Atlanta is the third largest gay community in the United States. Oh. Did you mention anything about that in, in the How does it stand with, no. with homosexuals? I don't know. Do your research. No. <laughs> I, I don't know how searches for homosexuals on your computer, Larry. <laughs> I'm doing research. For what? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast. Test <laughs> marketing our flannel clothing line for Daddy <laughs> Soda. <laughs> our flannel soda line. Flannel soda? <laughs> furry mm. bottle. It's a furry bottle. Oh, so it's two markets. <laughs> I want that kind of furry. <laughs> it's a fuzzy bottle. Is that better? So I got two shirts. I got this one in my Jaws t-shirt. Yeah. Which is blue on black, and this one's kind of red and orange on black. Yeah. And in 3X, thank you very much, Atomic Cotton. <laughs> There's shirts going up to 5X. Is that that guy that was at the front? No, this no, is the guy, the guy was, that was with the record albums. Well, this was the guy who was with uh, in the same area as Sid Haig and Bill Mosley. And oh, yeah, okay, yeah. That little cool kid's corner. I, I got I got a name. Because Tobin Bell was next to Sid Haig, but you wouldn't know. Because he had a curtain. Well, the only, re- the only reason you would know he was there is because there would be a line. And a sign. Yeah, but when we saw him the next day, there wasn't a big line for him, for Captain Spaulding, right? For Sid, for Sid Haig. It wasn't a huge line. We were there. It wasn't a huge line the whole was, time we were there. But like I said, he was he was there. Yeah. So often, that, you know, you could come by and see him. Yeah, he did his own thing. I mean, he came in, sat down, started signing stuff, took your money, you know, chatted with you, took a picture, and then told you to fuck off. And, you know, so the next person could come in. He told each of these people to fuck off, really? Well, he might have told at least a couple of them to fuck off. One of the few actors who can get away with that. Yeah. No, well, fuck he, off. <laughs> Sid Haig told me to fuck off. Yeah. Well, it's you, okay. Yeah. You were telling Frank me Miller that, told us to fuck off. Well, you tell, you were telling me what that. What the episode uh, said. I just saw an episode. I just saw a picture of him and uh, uh, Stan Lee 
Frank Miller looks old. Compared to Stan Lee? Yeah, strangely enough. Hmm. Well, I got a pair of earrings and a necklace. That was on Sunday. That was on Sunday. So, yeah. Saturday, yeah, I got, Chris did his shopping and I got, got his t-shirts thing. And I got Tony's out to sign a greeting card. <clears throat> yeah. We got lunch. Yeah, you had lunch. Yeah, pizza. We had lunch with China, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. So we had lunch while we were watching her order. Lunch. Yes. I don't think she actually got lunch. I think she just got a latte or something. But it took like 20 minutes. She was standing there a long time. Cause she it was, was there a long time. Because it took me like a good five minutes to decide if it was her or not. What'd you get? What, on Saturday? I got... Uh, I got... Well, I'm not going to be able to help you with the Sunday bit, so... On Saturday, I, I got... I got a bunch of autographs. I got the Lando Calrissian doll for 25 bucks. And I got two of the four that I would end up with Funko Pop mystery horror guys uh, from Jason Palmer. He gave me... He gave you a Hitchcock. He gave me Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. And I can't remember if it was Freddy or Chucky. And then uh, on Sunday, he ended up giving me April Ripley in the Nostromo suit and the head. Well, Ripley. I don't know why I said April Ripley. She went to school with us. Yeah, we went, yeah. Or it could, or it could be that Jason's wife was named April. Well, there's Probably that too. The person actually gave it to you. But, uh, no, but they gave me Ripley in the Nostromo suit, whose head is about the size of a golf ball. I mean, it's huge. And, um... Well, the helmet. Yeah. Well, no, the head in the helmet. I mean, it's, it's funny. And then I either got Chucky or Freddy... Whichever one I didn't get the day before on Sunday, and that was really cool. Those are upstairs in my in my uh, my office uh, in the banana room. Then probably displayed. They are probably displayed. Then I went to Second and Charles last week or the week before, and picked up another one of those little horror box things mm-hmm. and got another Alfred Hitchcock, but it's the black and white version. Oh, so variant. And so that is actually with the. Uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon at uh, Banana Room West. <laughs> That's there. And I picked up uh, from Second and Charles a classic Hulk, like the first appearance. One of the big figurines. Thing mm-hmm. weighs like five pounds. It's so crazy. And that's also... I picked that up and it's holding a picture of Evan. Where Evan looks like he's trying to wow, push... Wow, what a coincidence. You should find that at, at your store there. And, and yeah, and, uh, and it looks like Evan's trying to push out a Duke. Which is kind of funny. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's all squinty-eyed and everything. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so those are really cool. Thanks again, Jason Palmer. Those were a lot. Those are a lot of fun. They're sitting with prominence, and I see them every day when I sit down at my computer. I noticed that there was uh, not a lot of vendors there selling movies. No, I know there was a too. couple of people. That, uh, actually, people we there was like three we or four knew of from the forty-eight hour. Yeah, were there. And um, they were, still, but they were selling their own movies. And there was right. a couple people in the second room who had movies for sale. Yeah, from, from their company. From their company. But yeah, like, like you know, like vendors with like horror strippers, bootlegs, and stuff. Which is good. Because I'm happy that there are not as many of those. Well, there was one in the corner. Freaking bootleg people around. There really, I didn't see that. Yeah, he, he had various hard to find titles with air bunnies. Yeah, we don't know what the source material for them are, but they were on DVD at the at the vendor booth. He had the Star Wars Holiday Special, which you have to have if you're my booth. <laughs> yeah. 
It's the same copy that I already have, except mine has the commercials. No. Yeah. Very chic. And he had like a bunch of um, behind the scenes videos. Uh, there was two tables there that had some uh, horror LP soundtracks. Not a whole lot of those. No. Which I always have to look for. Well, that's because you're an audiophile. Then, Sunday, Russ and I got up late. And, uh, Late-ish? Later. And went on down. By the time we got there, play, people were just, just streaming out. Yeah, I mean, just, it was just a flow of people leaving. Which is funny because, except for a couple of tables, everybody was still there. There was a sign table that had some really killer signs. They didn't show up Sunday at all, which really got Jason pissed. Because he wanted to go and pick up a sign from them. Oh. Actually, both of the haunted houses were gone. Really? Yeah. yeah one was completely packed up and totally gone. The other one was packing up. Hmm. Uh, and I should have bought that head with the gas mask. Yeah. I should have bought that. That would have been so cool. They had a mask, and it looked like the gas mask had melted into the guy's face and it had the hose come out and you had the thing you had to strap to your 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 belt and it was so cool and it was only 110 bucks i was like oh that would be so cool and then i was like i'm only gonna wear it a couple of times so then uh there's a big poster kind of thing uh, uh a guy draws up Harf. One of the artist tables. Yeah, right? one of the artist tables right out front, though. Not, right? the, not the guy that I bought stuff from last no, year. No, no. He was actually to that guy's left. And I stopped there originally on Saturday because of a Venom and Carnage poster posters I saw that I really liked. And so... Did you get it? I, I did. And so I went and picked up... Venom and Carnage. The Venom and Car- Carnage posters that I liked. Now, the guy's name is Bowie or Bowie. And he signed each picture as I bought them. They're pretty badass looking. I mean, I really, I really, really liked these. Uh, and then I, he was like, "Well, if you buy four, we'll, you know, we'll, because they were like twenty bucks a piece or something like that." He's like, "If you buy four, we'll just be forty bucks. If you buy six, it'll be sixty dollars." I'm like, "Oh, ten bucks for these? These are pretty cool." So I bought six. Uh, I have a Slender Man. Standing in front of a baby carriage and with blood on his shirt. I had a Joker, but I gave it to Evan because he's really into the Joker. And it's pretty badass. His hair's going everywhere and he's got a mini gun and he's, the, all the barrels are shooting at once, which is impossible. But they're all going off and he's got this crazy look on his face and there's shit everywhere. There's blood splattered on the wall behind him. Uh, I have one of Pennywise and apparently the boats come in. These are all. I'd say 11 by 13, maybe 11 by 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they look pretty cool. And like I said, he signed every one of them. And then he said, any poster you wanted was like this. Any size. So I bought a big one, a panoramic. And this is 324 of 500. It's called Bad Boys. He signed it too. It's a limited edition and it has Jason... Freddy Leatherface, who Gunnar Hansen is, is, is deceased, and Michael Myers. Oh, that's what I had to him. That's what I had Tyler Mayne sign. Halloween. He was Rob Zombie's Michael Myers. Right. Yeah. I couldn't remember which one it was. So uh, I got that. And 
I love my posters. And they were really cool. And we walked around and we shot the breeze with Jason and April Bell. And uh, it was fun. And I liked the con. It was a lot of fun. I haven't been able to go to Dragon Con because it's like a hundred bucks for one day. Yeah, it's kind of pricey. So, so there you go. That would be Days of the Dead. For Chris, Larry, and Marissa. I'm Tina saying... Oh, wait. <laughs> well, there we go. Cue scary music. No, I hear scary music. Maybe you're done. <laughs> Post. <laughs> no. <laughs> what you got there, Larry? I got something from Dave's vacation. Who's Dave? Dave's not here. <laughs> that Dave. No. Well, he's never here. Dave Sheets, my business partner and friend. Uh, he went to the Cruzan Rum Distillery in. The Cruzan Rum Distillery? Well, yes. Uh, what do they cruise to in a rum distillery? <laughs> More rum. Pirates. <laughs> so he went there. Arr, arr, how's your cabin? Arr. Arr, arr, how's your cabin? Uh, which is in Puerto Rico. I don't know how to say. Yeah, <laughs> you close one eye and you hook both fingers. <laughs> For those of you at home, we're doing the Isaac. <laughs> For those of you who are old enough to know what the Isaac is, we're doing the Isaac. And he brought me back a big bottle of the rum. The dance fad in the early 80s, 81 or something. <laughs> the Isaac. Wait, let me get my camera. Let me get the faux pro. <laughs> no, you'll miss stuff. So. <laughs> For those of you who saw our faux pro video. And so, uh, this is vanilla rum, and it's a little small travel bottle. And it's traveled quite a distance. Perfect for drinking along. Travels. So, uh, we're going to try it. And if I'm traveling, I'm going to need more than that. <laughs> That's why I have the big one back there. <laughs> Let me open this here. <laughs> oh, it's very vanilla-y. Not going to read the label? Just, uh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, premium... Cruzan rum from the island of St. Croix. Oh, I'm sorry. It's from St. Croix. Uh, with natural vaniglia flavor. Rum with natural flavor. 21% alcohol by volume. 50 milliliters. And there's a little tiny vanilla flower on it. And then there's a government warning, which I'm not reading. And some weird batch number and stuff in reverse. No ingredients list? Nope. Yes. Rum. Rum, vanilla. Vanilla. Pepper. No pepper. We can fix that. Uh, there's a layer. What's with the lettering on your glasses? That was from my cousin's wedding. Instead of having them uh, engraved, they just put Sharpie on them? No, it's actually paint. Is it? Yeah. I can only see it from behind. Well, you like looking at things from behind. There you go. 
Well, it's safer. <laughs> Especially when Klaus is in the room. <laughs> so, you ready for this? You, sure. can, you can sip it. You don't have to share it. I'm not going to slam it. You shouldn't slam it either. Why? Because it's harder to review that way. <laughs> oh. I said we could do it on the docks. <laughs> Pretty good. It's damn good. It's almost got a honey flavor. I'm getting the vanilla. Yeah, I'm definitely. The, not getting the honey, but well, I think it's the it's the mouth feel more than anything else. It feels good in my mouth. <laughs> Klaus, stop talking to Larry. <laughs> oh, but I like Larry. <laughs> yes, he does. So I like it. Yeah, that's good. I like that. It's damn good. I don't know how that would be like in traditional rum drinks though. Probably. Well, I mean, you make it. Because they usually have a tropical thing when they're doing rum. Yeah, there's vanilla in tropical drinks. I mean, it is vanilla out of Madagascar. I'm not talking about geographically, I'm just talking about general. General who? So. (laughs) No, he's he's spicy. Won't be be good in general, so. No, no, no. I like it a lot. If you go to your local liquor store, you will find it because it is available here. Yeah, hey, go ahead, pick it up. Get you some. Uh, get you a bigger bottle than that. Yeah, there's the yeah, yeah, get a plastic bottle. Yeah, it's plastic. It's not allowed to be glass. They have the small glass bottles. Still? Yeah. Everyone I've run across has always been plastic. No, I've gotten some. My, my Crystal Head podcast mini is glass. No, crystal head. So they have to make it. They probably have to say it. You know, oh, yes, it's glass. Mm, I got a, a small bottle of B&B that's glass. B&B? I think so. Benedictine and... Benedictine and... Borscht. Benedictine <laughs> <laughs> Borscht. Mm, it's so beady. <laughs> I only get it because it reminds me of my dad. The Borscht? No, the B&B. Yeah. I'd buy it again. Well, hell, I'd, I'd buy it once. I haven't bought it yet. I was given this, so. Yeah, I might too. Linda likes rum drinks, sort of. <laughs> sort she of. doesn't do a lot of drinking, so. Neither do I. So, if she was to have a rum drink, she might, she would probably like that. It's good. So, there you go. All right, cue rum music. Cue. quiz this inkblot test tells me what job I should actually have you should actually have a job so it says which of these inkblots speaks to you well none of them because none of them are actually talking well that one was <laughs> so an animated gif okay inkblot gif one of them looks kind of like a butterfly they all kind of look like butterflies no this other one looks like two guys talking to each other it looks like two versions of the Pope Two posts talk to each other. <laughs> this other one looks... How does that happen? I, I don't know. Pope and a former Pope? <laughs> there aren't many former Popes. Uh, okay, this one looks like a flower. Flower. This one looks like a walnut. That one looks like a dual-headed axe. That's the one you need to pick. That other one looks like someone spilled some paint on a page and then closed it. 
that one looks like a hand with two thumbs, <laughs> one on either side. Like an alien. Uh, this other one looks like a uterus and fallopian tubes. Hmm, I think that's the one you should pick. And then the other one looks like Batman. The Batman, they all look like bats. So let's see. Which Maybe I should one do that. Make, I'll make me a Rorschach coffee thermos. I think I'm going to go with the two-headed axe one because it's kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of cool. Apparently, I should have been a professor. Of what? I don't Defense know, but it's got arts? a picture of McGonagall shaking her head. <laughs> <laughs> Defense against the dark arts. People often accuse you of daydreaming, but the truth is you're just lost in your own thoughts. Yeah, and they're all dirty. <laughs> uh, you love to analyze and are at peak happiness when learning something new. You are? No. Oh. Okay, I'm going to pick another one. I don't like that answer. It's too late now. No, I don't like it. You're already Professor Larry. <laughs> Professor Larry. Defense Against the Dark Arts. <laughs> so you'll be looking for a new job come summer semester. <laughs> when, I, when I kill everybody? No, you'll just take over. No, they only, they only last like one year, you know. That's okay. I'm going to go for the uh, Batman one. You're gonna take oh, that's one. athlete. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should be an athlete. I you're agree de- totally. You're, <laughs> you're determined... Hurdles would be great. It's funny, that's what they're doing is hurdles in this picture. It's a gift. Um, you're determined, driven, and aren't... Oh, yeah, af- they're doing hurdles. That'd and aren't afraid of a challenge. If you can't be an athlete, then yeah. you should coach because you know exactly... Because can't do. Because you know exactly what it takes to reach a goal and achieve excellence. Not that you can do it yourself, but you can make others do it. Yeah, I can do that. I can Try. yell at people till they do it. Jump! 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 Damn it! Again! <laughs> again! Jump! One. Jump another one! Do that! Yeah, I'm gonna do a dumber one. Let's see, um... Throw that stick! Do that thing! Throw that thing there! Skull of Gory Goal Unit! Basket! Alright, let's see, um... I guess I'll go with the, the hand with two thumbs. <laughs> Apparently, if I choose the hand with two thumbs... You should be an alien. I'm a non-profit founder. Well, kind of. And I need to save... <laughs> so far. <laughs> I, I need to save the Cornish game hens, according to the GIF. Wow. You are totally selfless. We well, save them in the freezer so they don't go bad. Exactly. You are totally selfless. Totally. You, you, enter, <laughs> you enter every situation with empathy. That's why the podcast is free. And always put others' needs before your own. Wow. That's why you'll be a perfect fit in the nonprofit sector. So long as you can settle on just one cause to champion. These are horrible! <laughs> well, he's championing the cause of BUY MY SODA! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not doing any more quizzes with that with that group. That was all from BuzzFeed. They suck. I like the, the Zimbo or <laughs> whatever we're, we're using. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of Tina or Chris or Marissa or... Oh, Neil no, they reflect Tina. Neil, Neil or Harvey or <laughs> Any Scruffy. Maybe Klaus. <laughs> Maybe Klaus. What about Dieter? Dieter's not a permanent on the, on the Dieter, show. Dieter, we haven't made up our mind about. He's just visiting. What about Neil? You already said Neil. Neil's not a permanent fixture on the show. He just hadn't gone away yet. Which makes him a permanent fixture. <laughs> Is he really permanent at all? He's, I don't know. He's a fixture. Hey, Neil, you want some pizza? Yeah. Oh, pizza. Ten minutes later. Hey, Neil, you want some pizza? No, I just ate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I do. Okay, cue Rorschach music. That's 
just amazing. Area 51 of the studio. Speaking of Area 51. What's this thing? Let me show it to you on Google Maps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, uh, you know they do that just to keep the conspiracy theorists going in circles, right? Of course. There's no base there. I can see it. It's right here. Nope. Nope. What are talking about? If we can't establish this fact, then we can't go into what goes on there. Exactly. And which is nothing. No, they they research plane designs there. That's pretty much it. It's basically the skunk works. I think they moved it. I think they moved what used to go on there somewhere else. Now they're just like flying people in and out to keep the conspiracy theorists people. I think they're still working on it's planes like, and stuff there. You know, right now they're probably probably but nothing like I don't think anything ultra top secret goes on there. No, no, they're working on whatever new drone we're gonna have it come out in the next few years or something, but. That's about it. Doing corporate research, like Whammo. <laughs> Here, look at this bubble thing again. New, new drone for Whammo. <laughs> well, to start, you gotta throw it. <laughs> There's one that you do that. Well, you throw them like, like a paper airplane. <laughs> no, this one you grab and you, uh, and it gets and, and, and you can throw it into the water and it'll hit the water and boom, and take off. It's cool. You <laughs> hit the water. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, it floats. It hits the bridge and <laughs> boom, and it takes off. And you can just throw cool it. You, say you, throw, you throw it, hits the water, and it goes down, and some becomes a submersible. That'd be, that would be cool. I'd love to have, like, a submersible drone. That'd be neat, man. I mean, they, I know they make similar things, but have, like, cameras on it and stuff. And yeah. There and see what's at the bottom of the lake. Watch fish attack it. I know I'm like a giant squid. <laughs> what the hell is this lake in here? <laughs> So, speaking of weird shit, uh, this is, uh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yes, thank you, Christina. <laughs> Does it really hold the same weight when I do it? No. That's uh, amazing. Any better? No. Uh, so, uh. I'm doing like Frank Tarkington. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, that's my radio guy. Close enough. <laughs> uh, call for biologists to study Evidence for colony of baboons. Scientists! On Mars. So, yeah. And there's a picture here, and they have something circled, and it's supposed to look like a baboon. No baboon circle? It it, it doesn't look... Like baboon busters? (laughs) No, it's a circle of lines. That'd be kind of a funny movie. Baboon busters? Who are you going to call? Baboon busters! My hotel is infested with baboons! <laughs> well, that's your problem, uh, sir. Those lock, things are man-eaters. Lock the door and leave. <laughs> yeah, burn it down. Maybe, maybe leave and then lock the door. So, a UFO conspiracist. That weird hair guy? <laughs> no, this is from uh, the express.co.uk. No, the, cons- the UFO conspiracist. Just A, not the. <laughs> has called on real scientists to investigate his bizarre claims of discovering evidence of life on Mars amid claims NASA has photographed a, quote, live monkey, end quote, on the red planet. Well, come on. Where did the live monkey come from? And how's it breathing and stuff? Exactly. Eating and... It's like his eyesight's like really bad, and he went and saw the Martian and mistook Matt Damon for a baboon. <laughs> Matt Baboon. 
Uh, Scott... He's, he's a pretty attractive guy. I wouldn't know how he was mistaken for a bad one. Scott C. Waring. Oh, edit, that guy. <laughs> editor of UFO Sightings Daily. Daily? It's a daily? Who spends hours trawling through NASA images of the surface of Mars, beams, beamed back by Curiosity rover droid, has accused the U.S. Space Agency of, quote, hiding the truth, end quote, by not flagging up the curious find itself. Well, show us the actual picture. Oh, I have it right here. Look. Oh. This is this is this is still framed from two thousand one. <laughs> so, Mr. Waring or Waring has spent several months releasing images that he claims show live creatures, the remains of dead ones, or the evidence of intelligent civilizations such as buildings, statues, and fartwork in Martian photographs. Released, building. released by released online by NASA. His discoveries and those of third parties include objects which purportedly resemble a bear, mouse, crab, scorpion, fossils, pyramid structure, and even hieroglyphs and several faces carved into the rock. And not the actor, because that would—I mean—he's got tattoos and stuff. But. I dare say if you try to carve something into the rock, he's gone. He's going to hurt you. A little bit. Yeah, I would think so. He said his latest release is an object on Mars he can, claims can only be a baboon or a monkey. He said, if this isn't the most unexpected thing to find in a Mars photo, then I just don't know what is. I found a monkey slumping as it sits on a stone beside a hillside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get it either. How's this possible? I will let you figure that one out. Photoshop. Uh, this is clearly a creature on a hillside, just like a baboon on a pile of stones in the African outback. Uh, why the hell aren't biologists and zoologists looking into it? Uh, he insisted that there was now, quote, overall a large amount of evidence that life once existed on Mars, end quote, and put forward a bizarre explanation of why it was not openly discussed. He said... Quote, with every bit of evidence I find, I lose more respect for NASA than I once had. Why hide the truth from the public when they can take it as well? They're literally showing this photo that's got to be several hundred pictures taken by the rover. Mm -hmm. And there's a circle way off in the distance is where he saw the monkey. Let me see the monkey. You're not going to. I want to see the monkey. It's right there where the arrow's not pointing. The arrow points at the dotted circle. And it's supposed and to be right in, in the, middle, the dotted circle. Right there in the middle of the dotted circle are rocks. rocks. Maybe if I squint. <laughs> Maybe if I poke one eye out. Hold on. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do the other one. Do the other one. Oh, there it is. Can you read the last line, please? Mr. Warren. No, 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 no. <laughs> Apparently there's an Elvis-like figure on Mars as well. Thank you very much. NASA must have found something big. Come back. And useful on Mars to keep these smaller discoveries secret. Tell them about Damon. <laughs> Perhaps an abandoned base or spacecraft they don't want China to get their hands on. What was she doing? 
I don't know. Man, the jokes are not going to stop. Scientists dismiss the array of so-called sightings as the effect of perigidolia and overactive imaginations. Didn't Dean Martin sing that? <laughs> when the moon hits your eye like a paridola, that's amore. Uh... Pareidolia is when the brain tricks the eyes into seeing a familiar shape or object, such as animals, faces, baboons, or faces in patterns and textures like rocks, surfaces, or clouds. How familiar is he with baboons? Uh, they say that it would be just as easy to make the same discoveries in rocky photographs on Earth and point out that so-called animals are always the same color as the Martian rocks. NASA will not be drawn on such anomalies in its images because it says it would become inundated by them. But in a rare comment last year, it also just dismissed them as parallelbalba. Uh, Express.co.uk has put Mr. Waring's latest comments to the agency to see if it will respond. So there you go, baboons on Mars. Yeah. Um, oh, I got another one. Uh, go to the bathroom. No, no, no. What are you doing? I'll go to the bathroom. You said you got another one. <laughs> another one? <laughs> Cute music. All right, well, there you have it. Another Achieving Reality, the podcast, done and done. The Days of the Dead experience was really great, and we had a little Marissa in there. Uh, I really liked the vanilla rum, and I'm going to have to look to see if I can find that here on the shelves. Apparently, I'm a total sociopathic, psychopathic killer or something. I don't remember. Honestly, I kind of dozed off during that part, which is hard to believe considering I'm the one who said it. And uh, yeah, baboons. There you go. Crazy, right? Uh, stay tuned for next week when we play a kazoo, I stump Chris, and things happen. Okay, see you next week. But, uh, we need a bigger boat. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm being topical there. He's wearing his Jaws shirt. Yay, Jaws shirt. Uh, This episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast, has been brought to you by a boy band. Do you miss the days of pretty boys dancing and singing in unison? Why? I mean, really, why? Well, for all those that do, AR Records is bringing you a boy band. Yep, that's right. A boy band. Of course, Klaus is really overly excited about this. So, this is the greatest boy band ever. It's every song ever written by any boy band ever sung by one boy. Ah, boy band. By AR Records. Boy, howdy. It's a recording.